Ladies and gentlemen, to part four, the top of the fourth, the second half is kicking off here on Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. Now, we did, of course, mention that there are huge games on this week for uh, Moscow clubs, well, for all clubs, because it's the last round of games before the winter break. Sochi are playing Dinamo on Wednesday. That's six o'clock Moscow time. Uh, Zenit are hosting Spartak also Wednesday at eight o'clock. That is a make or break season. We've already said that. We've covered that with Andrew Flint. He thinks it's going to be a baiting for Spartak. Himki have a Moscow Oblast Derby against Lokomotiv. That is on Thursday, 6 o'clock. Finally, Siska are away to Rostov on Thursday evening at 8 o'clock. So they'll be, well, hopefully, uh, hoping for a better result down there in the warmth of the south coast. Okay, we're going to go straight away to our experts because, folks, you know how tough it is to get gifts for people at Christmas. I mean, I what I usually do is, this is, this is how I work it. I, I, I mentally know what I'm going to do and I just go out and get the gifts. I might not always get it right. I might buy, like, for example, a computer for somebody and then the person says, no, I don't want a computer. It's like, okay, you ungrateful person, I'll take the computer back. They say, no, I actually like that computer, I will use it. So I'll say, well, do you want it or you don't? And then you have a discussion and an argument and then you just kind of walk away. But anyway, uh, I'm joking, of course. Uh, Folks, we... um one thing that we can all do with because in these times when we should be staying home and looking after ourselves because again there is a lot of COVID floating around the place a lot of people are getting ill uh, the weather's not great as well so it is better to stay home with a warm cup of tea or a hot Irish coffee whatever you want and to have a book so um, we're going to have a chat now about what really good sports books we should be getting for our loved ones or even for ourselves this um, this winter season or this Christmas so I'm going to start off straight away with Andrew Flint Andrew Flint I want you to give me your pick of the sports books this year and an honourable mention please well you know this year has just been uh, a complete disaster and everybody wants to write it off and quite frankly I think the best way to do that is to take a trip down memory lane, go back for the old nostalgia. And for me, there are so many good books coming out at the moment, but possibly the most glorious, dramatic failure of all. Um, But a great moment of nostalgia is the 1982 World Cup. There's a brilliant book out, 1982 Brazil, The Glorious Failure, um, written by Stuart Horsfield. And he has got some brilliant original insight into some of the games. He's got a forward by Alexandria Chivadza, um, the Soviet captain. Um, Brazil beat the Soviet Union two late goals in their opening game. Um, I mean, if we all think about why we love sport, it's not just for the numbers or the statistics or the champions. It's it's for the glory. It's for the, the drama, you know, the, the romance of it. And there couldn't be anything more dramatic and romantic than Brazil's endless entertainers um so i really strongly strongly recommend um going dipping into a bit of history like this it can be delivered out to russia uh, available on amazon um Uh, what's the name again yeah 1982 brazil the glorious failure glorious failure okay and you can get a signed copy as well as you said um if you order through amazon correct uh if you contact stuart on twitter um, I, we can post that uh, Twitter handle afterwards, I suppose. Okay, very, very quickly, uh, your honourable mention. My honourable mention will be to uh, 
Dan Williamson's written a brilliant book about the history of Boca Juniors, um, uh, Blue and Gold uh, Passion. And it's available through Pitch Publishing as well. Same publisher, uh, 1982 Brazil. Brilliant book it is as well. Okay, um, now to Isil Cody. Isil, to be economical with your words, so uh, what is your pick and your honourable mention? This is going to be very tough for me because I read a lot of sports books. I always read a lot of sports books, um, but I'm going to mention my favourite one for this year. It's a book called Champagne Football, which does not involve the 2016 Russian scandal where they spent a quarter of a million on champagne while in Monte Carlo after going out of a tournament. No, this involves the fall of the FAI chairperson and CEO, John Delaney. This book has it all. If you are not a football fan, you will still enjoy this book because it has opulence, greed. It has FIFA throwing money towards Ireland for Henri's handball. And it basically charts how one man essentially got to power in a sort of a power play after his father, he basically is avenging his father being taken out of the organisation after a kind of a night of the long knives for argument's sake. And then this goes on to such a level that he eventually is instrumental in having our our national sport, our na- national football organisation in a financial predicament that they probably will not come out of in the next 10 years. They've been bailed out to an extent, but within it, how he got away with these things and kind of his charm of speaking his way out of things. It's just an incredible book. And I actually think even if you're not a sports fan, you will enjoy this book guaranteed. It's very easy reading. You'll fly through it. And I think it's just remarkable to think that this all went on in recent memory in Ireland. And I suppose for an, for an from an Irish perspective, it's very easy to understand how it went on. But to see the dire predicament it has left the FAI in is quite worrying and their figures for 2019 came out in the last week and this damage is almost, fortunately not fully, but almost irreversible in the near to immediate future. Okay, so, of course, they, they leaked those uh, those figures out on the at the same time as the World Cup draw last Monday just to make sure yeah. that people are distracted. Of course, I've met John uh, Delaney a few times. He's now living in London and I met him here in Moscow, of course, when Ireland drew uh, had a heroic nil-nil draw with Russia. Um, yeah, so interesting uh, story, of course, all written by Mark Toy of the Sunday Times. Um, yes. And your honourable mention very, very quickly is going to be The Dynasty by Jeff Benedict. It slightly ignores some of the Patriots' more colourful moments, but it's a really good book. It's a long book. It's a good read, um, charting how the Patriots became the operation they are today. And I think it's well worth, if you want to invest in a book, it's a book you need to invest in. It's going to take a good bit of time, but it's really well worth reading. I've already told you which books not to buy this year earlier on the show. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. D- yeah, David Walsh has won the, his uh, weird love story between a doper and her, um, let's just say, criminal, well, lover. Okay, uh, moving quickly on. On that Patriot theme to Peter P. Peter P., what is your sports book pick and your notable one? Is Peter P. there? Peter P., are you with us? Uh, Peter P. here. Oh, Peter yeah, P, Alex P, you've cha- you've changed. You've become more manly now with your voice. You sound you sound like you're from New England. Oh, do I now? Well, yeah. that, that's uh, that's quite convenient because <laughs> I am Peter. I am Peter P. Okay. So, uh, Listen, Alex, how 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 do the exams go? 
Uh, they went. They went all right. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see how she goes. But uh, but yeah, I'm back. It's 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 how she goes, baby. It's the way the road. So like yeah, <laughs> to paraphrase a favorite show of ours. Right. Um. What's your uh your 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 book that we all need to have a read this winter, and your uh, honorable mention. Uh, it's probably not a hot take, but I'm gonna go with Moneyball. You know, it's a classic. Oh, uh, you know, for for the those that didn't see the movie, it's really about a guy developing the system to. You know, win games without having any, you know, a lot of money or just being like significantly poorer than the other teams because, you know, now we have, uh, you know, have salary caps in leagues, which pretty much prevents people from paying over like a certain amount to their players. That way, richer teams don't have a significant advantage. But before that was a thing, it was kind of just like the Red Sox running everything. <laughs> so, you know, you had all those guys that were just like trying to, you know, trying to compete without having like as much as much money as them, and you know, not having the ability to sign the top stars. And I think no, I just think it was a very interesting, you know, story. And the fact that you know they pulled it off and it worked for an entire season, I think it's it's very interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. Of course, the movie, it was made into a movie with um, Brad Pitt, uh, titled in Russian, "The Man Who Changed Everything." Um, and I mean, it's it's a, it's a it, it's a great movie. Of course, it sort of takes liberties to some things, but I just think it's absolutely brilliant. I, I listen. That's the first book this evening that I would say I would read again. So nice one, nice one, Alex. And what's your your honourable mention? And my honorable mention comes from the Soviet Union. I'm not really sure what the translation is, but I think "Movement Up," the one about ah, the, the basketball, one of the two times when you, the USA lost <laughs> in basketball. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's it was kind of like at a time where not not much has changed, but USA was running everything in basketball, and you know the Soviet team managed to somehow. You know, it was a very strange game you know it's still controversial to this day the way that it ended it was like the uh, they the americans won then they added three seconds and that three seconds the the ussr team got got one in so yeah i, I just think but like the, the system that it describes the one that was laid down by uh the coach was something that's you know studied to this day the way he had the way he did everything it was very different from what they did over in the states I mean, the movie itself, I started watching it and, of course, it got great acclaim. Um, I, I've, I've kind of got halfway through it uh, before they went to the Olympics because it was a time when the USSR basketball team, no one gave them an earthly hope in hell of putting up against the, the, the US team. Um, Alex, that, that, that's another great pick. Well done. And again, if anyone can, it's Dvizhenia Vert is the, the Russian title for it. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. I haven't actually seen the movie. I've heard terrible things, though. Yeah, listen, Alex, it is. It's one of those movies, like, kind of uh, the Legenda one, that it's kind of like you go, oh, God, no, no, no. And it's just oversimplified. And as I know you're a huge uh, Hoops fan, so you would be, you'd be just holding your, your, you'd be just covering your eyes for a lot of it. Um, Oh, yeah, Celtics all the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Right, we, um, we have uh, AJ Mack, Andy Mack. Andy Mack, what are you going to recommend for our listeners to read uh, this winter? So nicely following on, really, there from Alex and going absolutely against uh, Andrew Flint's that it's all about the uh, the glamour and glory. Uh, Soconomics. So effectively, it's, it's, it's the soccer version of Moneyball. 
um, by a columnist who writes for news, uh, newspapers in the UK, Simon Cooper. Um, and it effectively breaks down, like, using statistical analysis, simple things like why England lose, why Scotland are rubbish, why Brazil keep winning, and sort of why um, countries like Japan and the USA might eventually take over in just about any sport that they participate in. So it's a pretty good read if you're into statistical breakdowns, psychology, uh, and sort of business minds looking into football. Okay, um, that w that's by Simon Cooper, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Simon Cooper. That's Cooper with a K-U-P-E-R rather than the C-O-O-P-E-R. Um, okay, that, that is a good one. I mean, I haven't read it, but I've, I've read uh, extracts from it. I've actually used some of them for, for articles. Um, what is your honourable mention, Andy Mac? Um, honourable mention, I think, would have to go to um, A Good Walk Spoiled. Um, it's perhaps not for everyone. It's it's about golf, but I think even if you're not a golf fan, um, it's an incredible read. It's kind of like a, a very human drama looking at a few of the big names on the golf scene in the mid-90s, and it effectively follows them around um, the American Pro Tour. Um, and it gives you insights into, although many people might not, include golf as sort of a, a physical sport it goes through the real mental strain of what it's like having to make sure that you perform with with every single shot that you play um and it sort of follows rookies it then looks at the sort of personalities and tv involvement and uh it's it's a real really good insight into a sport that's kind of overlooked but has so much money involved and so much pressure and it and it's 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 really really quite gripping Okay, um, grip it and rip it, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, no, that does sound good. I mean, we've had one, uh, Malcolm has written in, uh, he says his choice would be Alex Ferguson, my biography. Um, actually, a couple of people have written that in as well. Uh, and, you know, it, it, that is an interesting one, the, the, the Alex Ferguson, my, uh, my, my autobiography. Have one from Pirate Irwin, uh, the AFP, the Associated France Press um, legend. He said that uh, the story Unbreakable, written by Richard Asquith. Have any of you heard about that one? No? It's... Uh, no? Okay, well, just if you, if, if you want, folks, look up Unbreakable, okay? It is about a Czech lady who basically went into the Czech Grand National a horse race called the Pardubice, and she beat the Nazi riders, all these, like, um, this... You know, it was kind of after the Czech Republic was taken over, Czechoslovakia was taken over. It's an absolutely... It's a, it's a fabulous read. I, you know, I, I highly, highly recommend it. It is well worth it. Um, one that was sent then by Andrew Visa, uh, a friend of the show, um... Miracle in the Andes. I'm going to go very, very quickly back because the guys are going to stay with us in the next segment, the start of the next segment. Um, so I'm going to ask um, Miracle in the Andes. Uh, that is about the one where the plane crashes and they all eat each other. Well, they kind of, in, in not in the, the, the Andrew Flint, Andy Mack sense, but in a, in a worse sense. Um, Alex B., have, do you know about that, the plane crash um, the, the, in the, the rugby team? I think I heard something about the um yeah, but I didn't know they ate each other. Yeah, so, yeah, it was it was it was made into a into a movie. Uh, and I mean it was it was quite a a good movie called Alive, The Miracle of the Andes. Um I think I think your man, what you call him, Joel Malkovich, he he speaks at the, the, the start of it and they have uh, Ave Maria sung at the very very intro as they're flying through the, the clouds and so on. Um that, that that movie definitely scarred my childhood when it came out. <laughs> I think it was in the eighty eight or eighty nine or something like that so I was like I thinking, think the early 90s Alan I'm, yeah. I'm actually 
even the mention of it now, I'm like, I'm not going to sleep well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those ones where you kind the, of just go... The weird, the weird thing for me is that they, they, they kind of all um, get the survivors to come out sort of every anniversary and talk about it. Surely it's not exactly... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they think it's like, why did you eat? Why did you eat the, the? Why did you eat like you know your friends and your family and the whole lot? Like, and they're eating like one of the guy's sisters. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that just doesn't seem right, right, folks. Uh, everyone's going to stay on the line with us. We're going to come back after the break to discuss more about eating your uh, loved ones, um, and we're going to go out to the break with. <laughs> Folks, this wasn't planned. I swear to God, this is this is <laughs> this is the the twenty one pilots and stressed out back after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words I wish I found some chords in an order that is new I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang I was told when I get older all my fears would shrink But now I'm insecure and I care what people think Things blurry things and I care what you think Back time to the good old days when the mom was saying us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mom was saying us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Smell will take me back to when I was young How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it Try to sell it, never sell out of it I'd probably only sell one Maybe to my brother Cause we have the same nose Same clothes, homegrown A stone's throw from a creek we used to roam But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered Out of student loans and treehouse homes We all would take the ladder My, my name's Blurry Face and I Pretend, wake up, you need the money. Used to play pretend. 
folks um after that brief musical interlude back to our folks on the phone lines uh one quick message in uh <laughs> from it uh, is from damien his name is and he says that um if he, he if he was in a plane crash um he would start eating okay he would start eating people yeah so he just says he would eat people all right um andrew flint how long would you wait before you had to uh, munch down on one of your loved ones and be aware your mum is listening. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. You really do give us the nice, easy, sensible questions, don't you? Um, I, I Honestly, it's impossible to say until you're actually that. I just generally don't think I could possibly do it. I mean, I understand the reasons why when you're pushed to the limit of survival, but I just don't think I could. I really honestly don't. Okay. Um, Eastle Cody, you, you seem to, that you'd be able to, like, you know, sort of chow down on Simba or Brian or your mum or dad or brother fairly handily. Unfortunately, they're all very fit and healthy. So I'm like, I need to actually fatten them up in case of any such emergencies. So I'm going to use the Christmas period as an opportunity to consider my future health in the event that I need to resort to cannibalism. Okay. Um, Andy <laughs> Mack, when would you start to... Uh, eat out with your uh, passengers um maybe i'd just recommend filling your um, your hand luggage with a few packs of monster munch or um <laughs> something similar yeah <laughs> okay Beware maybe the a bunch of grapes a bunch of grapes a bunch of grapes okay well it'd be worth it <laughs> it'd be worth it to avoid cannibalism cannibalism <laughs> for extra 15 quid yeah, you all seem to be like fearful that you'd be the ones getting eaten. So, um, as I said, there's, there's eating, drinking of some of us. Um, Alex B, w- would you resort to cannibalism if you if you sort of like were in you know there alone for a couple of days with like a friend who might have passed away? Uh, twenty eight days. <laughs> twenty. 20- You'd <laughs> yeah. wait twenty eight days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Too much thought's gone into that. Yeah, I, I think I think he's he has a clock countdown. <laughs> Too precise an yeah. answer. Is there somebody in the apartment there with you? Do you need help? Like, is there somebody listening to this broadcast in Alex B's apartment right now in Toronto that you're probably snowbound and going, oh, jeez, he's going to eat me, he's going to eat me. Anyway... Oh, God, that sounds very great, Norton. But anyway, um, right. Uh, that movie, of course, is Alive. I just a message in by Brian who said that Alive, it was in 1993. But the Uruguayan rugby teams crash uh, up in the uh, Andes Mountains. Okay, um, before we go away uh, from you guys, I want to ask you all uh, one kind of like a, a, a relatively small question. For a sports person, what would be an ideal gift? Starting off with Andy Mack. Um, a hamstring. <laughs> Are you talking about cannibalism again? Just in case you have to eat it as well. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. You know, it's one of it's, it's one of those injuries that you're more likely to ping than others. And if you are in some sort of accident, it's probably quite edible. Yeah, and again, if someone has a hamstring, they're easier to hunt down and like you know, 
eat them. Anyway, yeah. uh, they can't run away that fast. Uh, they'll pull up short and then it's like, yummy, yummy. Uh, right, um, <laughs> Eastlet Cody. Um, He's holding his hand up, go for him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So please don't eat me. Right, Eselt, um to you, what 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 should we get for a sports lover in our family this year? For the year that's in it, you should either look to there are some really great commemorative jerseys out there and they're one of a kind, obviously the year that's in it makes them a bit more special. Or else if there's a team they support, look to get maybe a match day programme from a game that obviously wouldn't have been attended, but a lot of the teams are doing different in different sports different souvenirs from matches that may not have had fans so it's just nice as a memento of a game they may otherwise have gone to okay that, that is actually a lovely one i saw ones you could download today for the all-ireland final it was sent around to us today you can also buy those and mark them if perhaps you have a father who doesn't listen to this show but would otherwise have gone to the match so he can have a marked program <laughs> very good uh, good old Papa Cody. Okay, um, and bef- the, our penultimate, Andrew Flint. What, what would you want to give to a sports lover this Christmas? Well, I think sports all about escape, and uh, there's not really much better way to uh, a bit of old classic football manager. But I'm not <laughs> saying the new football manager. In fact, I'm not even going to say football manager itself. I'm going to say championship manager. 1997, 98, a bit of retro. Yeah, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a striker, not a manager, and a brilliant one at that in that game. Love it, I like it. Yeah, okay. Does, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people have um, lost marriages, lost relationships, and uh, their careers over football management games. Um, Alex B, finally to you, what 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 is the ideal gift for a sports lover? Uh, I have an ideal gift for the athletes themselves. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Freaking, uh, yeah, it's a card that um, pretty much makes water turn a blind eye to whatever you do. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think they would love that. Alex, <laughs> I think this is called an American passport. You know, so that's like, I mean, that's all it is. Okay, guys, listen, thank you so, so much, Alex B. Uh, looking forward to getting those good results. Of course, the rest of the guys will be back with us uh, for the quiz. But in just a few moments, we're going to go to uh, Danny Armstrong to have a chat about his new show, Down the Line. Um, and, you know, again, he is doing it with a, a legend of Manchester and, well, Everton football, especially Manchester, because Danny is a Manchester fan, and uh, Russian and even Soviet football, uh, Andrei Konchelko. So we're going to go to Danny now in just one moment. Before we do, we're going to have a quick check on NFL results uh, for the moment, because uh, we're just trying to, well, as I said, get Danny on the line. Um, a lot of games, you know, they're kind of, they're, I, I don't know, I, I'll be very, very kind, okay? I'll be very, very kind. The standard seems to be not great at the moment. Um, the Bears are hammering the Texans 23-7. <clears throat> Excuse me, the uh, Cowboys 17-7. I didn't mention that, of course, to Eastlet. They are 17-7 up against the Bengals. Half time in the Chiefs Dolphins, it is 14 10. The Cardinals are 13 up against the Giants, so I think that um, Alexander Zotov is quite happy with that. Half time between the Bucks and the Vikings, the Bucks are leading 17 6. Broncos 13 7 up against the Panthers at half time, and the Titans are 17 3 up against the Jags. Now at 12 30, I think it's about that. Uh, yeah, 12 25 Moscow time, the Washington football team are playing against the 49ers. Both are 5 and 7, and both. 
need to win to stay in the playoff hunt. Now, there are games, of course, going on in the English Premier League right now. Uh, Arsenal are home to Burnley and Leicester are hosting Brighton. About 12, 12 and a half, 13 minutes gone in um, uh, both games. It is nil-nil. Yeah, so it's nil-nil between both those teams. I'm just looking, because if Leicester win that one, if they do win... They have a chance now to creep up the table just a little more. I didn't uh, talk too much about the table except the top two. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but if Leicester win, they will go on to 25 points, which of course is level with Spurs and with Liverpool. They will go ahead of Southampton and Chelsea. Chelsea, of course, slipping up this weekend. West Ham, as we mentioned earlier on, they are moving quite well. Uh, they won uh, this weekend the same as Everton and they are in sixth and seventh respectively. Now, we'll try and get Danny Armstrong on the line right now when we do we're going to ask him about his new show called Down the Line which is on the RT RT uh, Russia Today Sports News Channel Um, you can look for it online I think it's on RT.com then look up Sports News and it is it is there okay having a bit of a problem trying to get Danny on the line but we will get him shortly a couple more questions in one okay it's to me usually they're asking for the experts but sometimes they fall to me Mekan just to answer your question, you asked, why are, okay, I'll read this out properly because so, why are so many referee, um, why are so many referee mistakes in football lately, especially with the appearance of VAR? Before VAR, with this, um, referees, uh, you know, kind of, they were making less mistakes. Um, you know, Mekan, it, it is a good question because it is hard to kind of say, well, you know, who's making mistakes? How is it going on? Uh, as in, is it the referees making mistakes or the issues are being highlighted thanks to VAR? This is a question that I think we, we all want to, to get answered because it, it doesn't make sense a lot of the time. When we see, for example, uh, in one, one of the games yesterday in the Russian Premier League, when there was a, a, a clear out-and-out handball that should have been spotted on VAR that the referee said, nah, it's okay, it wasn't a handball. The, the guy actually reached down, this is between Rotter and Ufa, reached down with his arm to block the ball. Okay? And, you know, it was given. We've seen some of them, for example, where there's been hits or tackles that should have been picked up by VAR, um, not just handballs, of course. That, you know, uh, should have been given as a yellow card or a red card, but the referee just says, well, I don't know about the intent and so on and so forth. So it is kind of a, it's a tricky one. It's one that I think that, uh, personally speaking, even though I've interviewed the the, the, the the man who oversaw the introduction of VAR for FIFA, um, a gentleman from Switzerland, I I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. If it's over the goal line, if it has been a goal, uh, then that's different. But otherwise, no, I don't know. I I, I, I don't like it. You know, when they, they have to bring the, the play back and to ask, can we please, um, uh, you know, can we can we please. You know, replay this and see what happened because you know football or sports especially football are live action games just let the players play let them go let them play don't be constantly pulling back and, and, and looking at it um, a lot of the issues that we are suffering are because of um, you know um, it, it's it's down to pundits in the studios who are uh, you know kind of you know they're 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 picking up on mistakes nonstop because it was, they get paid to speak about football uh, and to to make money for them and so they they basically are you know they're causing problems for referees and they're they're picking up things nonstop with the referees. It is a kind of a case of they were so perfect that they didn't make mistakes. 
what's the story with that? No, and again, I'm not defending referees or criticising pundits. I'm just saying that there are times when uh, in a game, any of us who have played at any kind of level at all, we understand that something will happen and you have a split second to react or to, you know, to, to, to go through it. That is a big, big problem uh, with refereeing because they are hauled over the coals non-stop uh, for any little you know, kind of issue that they have, any little mistake they made. It's replayed, 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 and then referees are attacked. There are some very good referees, some awful referees, not just here in Russia, around the world. And basically we are, you know, we, we, we are suffering the, kind of the, the, the issue with that. I know that at so many clubs, you know, they live and die by results. Let's put it like that. I'll give one very simple example from uh, an issue that we had in Malta many, many years ago when I was working with Floriana, who, of course, won their uh, won the, the, the league this past year. They were awarded the league in Malta. Very simple thing. <clears throat> we were playing a game and there was a clear, clear handball in the box that everybody saw in the stadium. Referee missed it. And it, was, it would have given us a penalty. It would have given us a chance to go ahead in the League Cup final against our kind of eternal rivals, Valletta, who were the big money team in Malta. So we, we waited, we went, and the referee didn't give it. So fair enough. He didn't spot it. His linesman was on the far side of the field. He, so he couldn't see, obviously, true players. So he didn't see it as well. And they didn't give the penalty. Went up the other end of the field. And again, it looked like it that that it could have been a penalty, actually should have been a penalty for Valletta. The referee let it go. Now, I, I, this is like space of two minutes, maybe two and a half minutes. Where was the issue there? Who was to blame? The referee. He, made a, he, made a, he knew himself he should have given a penalty, but he was late blowing his whistle to give a penalty for us. And he knew that that, that was a mistake. But he said, OK, fair enough. And what he did was he balanced out his mistake. You cannot do that as a referee. I've, I've known myself from refereeing youth GAA games and soccer games, uh, even once or twice in rugby, where I tried to, uh, I knew I made a mistake. And early on in my career, I went, I will balance it out by giving a soft free or a soft, you know, yellow card for the, for the other team or whatever it may be. You can't do that. You have to say, right, I made a mistake, you get on with it. Now, we lost the cup final anyway because there was some match fixing involved but uh, between the players. But I mean, that moment when I saw the referee doing it, I just went back to when I was 16 years old and refereeing a match between two under 10 teams uh, in, in Ireland. And the simple, the, the simple mistake I made was it was in Gaelic football and the guy picked the ball up. So you had to put your toe under it if you're a man. You had to put your toe under it. He just picked it straight up off the ground. And I didn't blow my whistle. The reason was the whistle had fallen out of my mouth. Yeah, it happens. It happens, folks. The whistle had fallen out of my mouth. I'd had it tied around my neck and it just fell out of my mouth. And the game went on. The coaches from the, the, the team who should have gotten the free, they roared and ah, I picked the ball up and all that. And I just waved play on. A minute later, or, or even less, one of uh, their players just tumbled, fell like a little bit of a, a, a clash of legs and he fell down. And I immediately gave a free in. And it wasn't a free. It was never a free in a month of Sundays, folks. Two little boys, nine years, age, years of age, and they bump into each other. They both fall down, and I said, to balance out my mistake, I will give a free in. Okay? So, again, uh, it was something I learned. My dad told me after, he said, Alan, never do that. Never balance out one mistake by making another mistake, no matter how honourable or good it is. Um, 
And on that, that little bit of life advice, we can't get Danny on the phone, unfortunately, but we will hopefully catch him uh, during the quiz in a few minutes. We are going to go out to the break right now with uh, one that's a song from Miss uh, or Mrs. Jennifer Lopez. Uh, this is one that's going to have people dancing around their kitchens right now. They're going to have fun with this and they deserve it because it's going to be a great week ahead. Uh, we're going to come back with the Big Five Filthy Quiz, but we're going to go out with Jennifer Lopez and Jenny from the block. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Hello, From a load to a lot this year Everybody mad at the rocks that I wear I know where I'm going and I know where I'm from You hear locks in the air Yeah, we at the airport out D-block from the block where everybody airports out With a new white tee, you fresh Nothing phony with us Make the money, get the mansion, bring the homies with us With Alan Moore. 
Okay, folks, I hope you enjoyed that and uh, had a little bit of a bop around the kitchens. Um, I th- so we got messages in from people saying, why is our music mix quite good this evening? Uh, folks, I always think it's good. Honestly, I think it's always interesting, always good. And we do our best to make it fun for all of you because, of course, the most important thing is we're doing all of this for you guys. Okay, we are going to go to our quiz people right now. We are hoping that uh, Danny Armstrong might be able to join us, but I'm not sure if he can. So, I will wander around and call them in order of their participation. Double N, are you there? Yep, yep. Lovely. Uh, Isol Cody, you're ready to rock and roll? Present and correct. Lovely. Andrew Flint, you are ready to uh, kick some backsides tonight? Certainly am. All right. Uh, Danny Armstrong, are you there? I'm not sure if Danny's there with us. I don't think he can... Danny, are you there? No? No? Okay. Then we will skip through to Derek Boz. Are you there, Derek? Yeah, I am. I am. I am Lovely. There. And Andy Mack, you're there. Andy Mack? I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, I can just about hear That is good. All right. Still so- willing. Lovely, lovely. All right, we have um, three rounds of questions as usual. Um, the first one, the first round, you're going to find, uh, <clears throat> let's just say, interesting. It is all about Super Bowl winning coaches, okay? So I'll give you the first name and you give me the second name. Um, then, of course, we have our missing round and then we have La Liga. La Liga, okay? But it's La Liga this year, 2021. So uh, I'm trying to stay as topical as possible. Uh, so you can all, well, look, if you're going to Google, you're going to Google, do whatever you have to do, but uh, just try to enjoy it in any case. Right, um, starting off with double N, okay? So um, even though your team Arsenal are still nil-nil at home to Burnley, uh, your question is this. This guy was a coach of the Miami Dolphins. His name is Don What? Um, I, I don't know, but I'll go with just Don Roberts. But I know the famous, famous club. All right, that was a word to try, but it's actually uh, Don Shula. Don Shula. Okay. Uh, Esult, this is for you. This is one that I know that uh, Alexander Zotta would love. Uh, this is the Super winning Reds. Well, I should say, not Redskins, the Washington football team coach. They were formerly Redskins. Joe what? Joe, Joe Gibbs. Oh, very good. Very good. So you get two points for that one. Nice one. Easel is on form now. Um, our, our big, big um, American football fan, Andrew Flint. This one is for you. Andy, what? He was the Kansas City Chiefs coach, or is Andy, what? <laughs> I want to say Andy Mack, but I don't think it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Definitely does. Oh, he's... Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Andy Ray. No, Reed. Uh, Reed. Very good. Reed. Andy Reed. Well done. Well oh. done. Well done. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> well done. Right. Darren Armstrong is not there at the moment, so we are going to skip through to Derek. Derek, question for you. Okay, he won uh-huh. it with the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. And his name is Tony Watt. Tony Watt. Tony. Tony. Tony Tony. No, it's not Tony Tony. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm his, his name Tony, right? His first name is Tony, yeah. And his second name is what? No, not his second name is what, but what is his second name? No, <laughs> give, me a sec- give me his family name, right? Just okay. that. Okay. okay. Jesus. I don't know. I have no idea. Let's go with Tony Montana. 
<laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, I'm going to give you a point. Uh, Derek, I'm going to give you a point for just making me laugh. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. There you go. Um, Andy Mack. Andy Mack. Uh, St. Louis. Their winning coach. Dick what? <laughs> I'd be very clean with this. Piece. <laughs> <laughs> this was meant. This wasn't meant to be your question, by the way. But it's now because we've got one less that it has um, to be. Dick, what? <laughs> Stop saying it. I think I think it's Vermel, but I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, what's his name again? Say it in full. Vermel. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> if you hope if horrible if his family name was Head but um, yeah it is uh, Dick Vermeil okay two points for Andy Mack right oh it is it is hotting up right now okay uh, right back to double N alright this is about the fight last night so um, AJ Anthony Joshua vows to get what in the ring AJ vows to get what in the ring uh, W the W. <laughs> I don't even want to know what Andy Mack is thinking. What the W is? No, it's Fury. I was, I was thinking of the Rams coach again. <laughs> oh, Andy, get out of the gutter, would you? Right, <laughs> right. Easels, please keep this clean. Um, Tedesco, this is Dominico, the Spartak coach. Dominest or Tedesco cries what a Spartak crash. Rise foul. Oh, actually, you're close to it, but not quite. Not quite. Not quite. It's like he. Well, it is foul. It's racism. He 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 cries racism. Okay, so uh, sorry about that. Because of course it was. It, it went on yesterday where one uh, apparently he was told go back to your own country. You're not wanted here. So, um, which country that would be? Whether it's Germany or Italy, we don't know. But I'll give you two points. I'll give you two points. You're so so close. Um, Right, Andrew Flint, you have a chance to uh, stay in the lead or even take the outright lead on your own. This is about the French uh, star and uh, PSG star. So, uh, Mbappé needs what approval to leave PSG? Kylian Mbappé needs what approval to leave PSG? Oh, Qatari approval. Oh, God, I don't know. I have no idea. Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you two points. I'll give you two points. Oh, go on, go on. Have you got to give one more guess? One more guess. <laughs> Neymar's approval. Neymar's approval. Uh, no, it's not. It's actually surprisingly parental. Par- yeah. Well, I, oh, Andy Mack, I should have given parental approval. Yeah, his mother's approval. So parental. So um, Andy Mack, I can't give you a point for that, but well done. Um, all right. So it is Eastlet and Andy in the league uh, lead. Derek, you have a chance to pull into lead with this actually if you get it right. So uh, okay. Murray, this is Andy Murray. Murray says we need the what to play safely. He's talking about to come to to play on the tennis um, circuit safely. We need the what to play safely. Uh... We need the COVID test results. You were very close to it, actually. You actually are oh. really, really close. Something more than that. Something a little bit more than just results or tests. I'm giving you a massive hint, but like, I hope mm. you'll get this. Andy Mack would definitely get it. I know Isil Cody would definitely get it. Go on, give it a guess. We need, we need 
full full medical history of that. <laughs> no, okay, I'm going to give you two points for it. It's and this is no word of a lie. Okay, this is no word of a lie. Murray says we need the prick to play safely. That is the vaccine jab. That's what that's uh-huh. what the headline was. Uh-huh. We need to. So uh, there you okay. go. Um, right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the lead, right? Uh, no, you are not. You're in second place on three points. <laughs> you're in second on three points. You're ridiculous. You're almost there. Okay. Um, Andy Mack. All right. Um, I, I've got a choice of two questions. So I'm going to uh, ask you the... the not Zuba. Not Zuba. No, not Zuba. Uh, I still have some feeling in my what? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is this is. Uh, Doesn't form- make any difference. This is Formula <laughs> One champion <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I still have some feelings right, in my work. I'll go wet. I'll go wet, 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 and fingers. <laughs> no, I'll give you two points. It's my lungs. It's my lungs. <laughs> it's my lungs. Oh God! The other question I do not want to Wouldn't have asked. Disney. No, no. I didn't want to ask you the other one. Right. Uh, so, this is La Liga questions. Double N, this is the one where you are going to win. Be careful with this first one. Who has the bigger stadium? Is it Atletico Madrid or Real Madrid? Um, I think it's Atletico Madrid. Do you know what? This season, you're correct. Does anyone yep. know why? Anyone? Half the Bernabeu is closed. They're playing at their Alfredo Di Stefano training place, aren't they? Very good. Very good. Yeah, so double N, you got five points for that one. Well done. Their their, uh, capacity is only 6,000, but of course they don't need that, uh, all those spaces. Right, Uh, Isolt Cody. Manuel Pellegrini coaches Real Batiste or Real Sociedad. Sociedad, of course, are collapsing at the moment. Sociedad. You shouldn't have listened to me. It's actually Real Betis. <laughs> Why did you say it in that voice? Because it's Andy Mack told me earlier on. Trust I didn't. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to fool you. It I was t- the voice. It was the vocal inflection. He should, he should, don't don't trust Alan as far as you can throw him. You should know that by now. <laughs> <laughs> That's next week's quiz. How far can we guess we could throw Alan? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy Mack, keep your mouth closed on that one. Right, um, no one is tossing me anywhere. So, uh, next question, Andrew Flint. Um, Real Sociedad, okay? Okay, Real Sociedad have held top spot in La Liga the longest or the most weeks this year. Is that true or false? Oh, that's, that's true. They've been shocking everybody. Yep, that is true. But as Andy Mack said, they have... Had a little bit of a collapse in the last little while. Right, um, now to Derek. Derek, all right? No. Uh, no. Okay, I'm going to... This is a, this is an interesting one for you, okay? So there are... in the, each uh, Spain, of course, we know, is broken down into a community or comunidad. So in the community of Madrid or comunidad de Madrid, we have three clubs in the La Liga. There is Atletico, Real, and the third one is Huesca or Getafe. Huesca or Getafe? Which one is it? I'll go with Huesca. You should have gone with Getafe. It is Getafe. Unlucky, unlucky. Right, um, Andy Mack, you need this to, to stay in front. Okay, you need this to stay in front uh, and to go level so we'll have a little bit of a playoff between yourself and Andrew Flint. So, Unai Emery is the head coach of Valencia. 
or Villa Real. Of course, Une was the Sparta coach here for a very ill-fated term. Uh, it's Villarreal. Villarreal said confidently with a male voice this time. Well done. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> so, Double N actually did quite well this this week. He has finished just ahead of Isolt. Double uh, N has seven points. Isolt has four. Andrew Flint has nine. Derek did well until the very, very end. Just a, a wrong choice. You could have been in second place outright. You finished on three. And Andy Mack has finished on nine points. So, uh, we will have a little bit of a playoff right now. Um, so, uh, I, I was going to ask the missing words uh, question. Um, so, I'm going to... Um, I will ask it. I will ask it. I know I'm dreading what uh, it's, it's, it's going to come back from it. But this is one. Okay, this is uh, an empowerment one. So, um, about gender parity in sports administration, sports field and so on. So, the question is this. I'm going to ask Andrew Flint and then Andrew Andy Mack the same question. A woman's place is what? Andrew Flint. A woman's place is what? Oh, crying out loud. Um, <laughs> Careful before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not getting home for Christmas, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be safe from my mother after this one. Um, oh, Christ. I, oh, God. Uh, who, who said this? Where was this said? This was this, this this is a headline, and it was it was um, from an interview taken with a uh, women's rights campaigner from the twenty by twenty um, the twenty by twenty campaign in Ireland. So quick, I need uh, a quick answer. A woman's face is on the pitch. Mm, not quite. Okay, Andy Mac, what have you got? Um, sure. Um, uh, a woman's place is to deliver no no it's a woman's place is wherever she chooses it to be okay it was very very simple I told you it was empowerment right (laughs) Um, right. quick final question this is now uh, whoever gets it wrong first loses so um, the Denver Super Bowl winning coach Gary what that is to Andrew Flint Oh God, I've got no idea. Um, I guess he, Gary Gary Glitter. No idea. No, not Gary Glitter. He he <laughs> won some other things. Uh, right, <laughs> Andy Mack, your question. Wasn't old, I suppose. Right, Gary, what? Come on, give me the answer. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be in his gang. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Have you got an answer? Who was the Denver Super Bowl winning coach? The last Super Bowl uh, winners. It sounds like Cube. I can't remember his name, though. Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Stanley, but no. I'm going to give it to you. Gary Kubrick. Well done, Gary Kubrick. <laughs> right, Andy Mack finally wins one. Right, he's doing better than Celtic at the moment, that is for sure. Right, um, guys, I want to thank you all very, very much for your time this evening. Well done, Double N. Thank you. Well done, Esel Cody. It feels like a horrendous loss. <laughs> That's what life being a Bungles and a Spurs fan. Um, Andrew Flint, congratulations. So near, but still not so near. Playing around with Andy Mack is always a pleasure. <laughs> okay. Derek, congratulations. You fought hard and you fought a good fight tonight. Thank you, thank you. Okay, and Andy Mack, congratulations. You came out ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll talk. laughs> 
<laughs> right. I'm going to say goodbye to all the guys this evening. We are going to go away, folks, uh, because, of course, tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new start of a new week. Um, lots still going on. And just to quickly update on that one game we're watching, the Cardinals are hockeying or baiting the living daylights out of the Giants. 20 points to nil, so um, Alexander Zotter will be very happy with that. Leicester have taken the lead against Brighton and Hove Albion, so one up after 40 minutes, still nil-nil in the Arsenal-Burnley game. Leicester will be joint top of the English Premier League tonight. Uh, a big shout-out and happy birthday to Larry Litsky, who is over in New York listening to us, so a very happy birthday to you. Folks, we're going to go out right now because sometimes you don't need to talk anymore. Sometimes you don't need to do anything else. You don't need to do very, very much at all. All you need to do is to shut up and dance. So, until next week... Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I've been Alan Moore. This is Capital Sports and Moscow's Capital FM. We're going out with Capital or Walk the Moon. Shut up and dance. Back same time next week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Well, don't you dare look back. Just keep your eyes on me. I said you're